In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing hardening doors and windows. Kinda. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discussing the article, Strengthen the Gate, Hardening Doors and Windows. Kind of. If you'd like to read this week's article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible. This verse is 2 Chronicles 14.7, and it reads like this. Therefore Asa said unto Judah, Let us build these cities and make about them walls and towers, gates and bars, while the land is yet before us. So what we're going to be discussing, kind of, is, well, let me start this way. If you've been following me for some time, you realize kind of how the system works here. So Wesley writes articles based on our training materials, current events, things to that kind of nature. And recently, he's been talking about writing articles about active shooters. And I've been discussing each one of those. And usually what happens is this, is he writes an article and one or two things will stick out to me. And that's what I focus in on. I don't try to cover the whole article. Um, <clears throat> and so a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, um, I, the part that stuck out to me was doors and windows. And we talked in great de detail of what we w should have in our churches if we can afford it. Usually it can be cost prohibitive. Um, but the best kind of door construction and locking mechanisms. And we talked about window and we talked about glazing. Well, this article here focuses on all that. And since I don't want to bore you, I'm going to change it just a little bit. So a couple notes. Number one, if you just watch the podcasts or you just watch the YouTube videos, um, you're missing out by not checking out his articles because he talks, you know, he comes at it from a different perspective. He also um, sometimes gets more in detail or covers a, a wider range of things than I do on this YouTube channel. So by all means, check out those articles. They're good reads. Most of them are relatively short. You could read it in probably, you know, seven to ten minutes easy maybe less than that depending on how fast you read so go over there check out those articles what i want to talk to you guys about today is really force multipliers and the fact that doors and windows are force multipliers and you'll get what i mean in just a moment first i want to read some news articles uh, give you some idea of how these things are continuing to go on i mean if you've been following us for a while, you know we always have a handful of news articles, for the most part, news articles to cover. Um, some current, some not so current. But all of them are to feed into what we're talking about on any in particular week. So this one is uh, Henderson, Nevada, July 21st, 2021, um, so not too long ago. Uh, between 12.30 and 1 a.m., two suspects tried to break into a Henderson church through the back door. That uh, attempt failed. At 5.30 a.m., they were back with pellet guns and tried to get in by shooting through the windows near the front door. All right. Uh, I'm going to say the name of this town wrong. Muskegon, Michigan. 
October 12, um, 2013. Shortly after midnight, a neighbor saw a man trying to pry open the door of a church. The would-be burglar was unsuccessful. Uh, when responding police arrived, he fled on foot, but he was caught. Besides the pry, pry bar, he had a hammer, a chisel, and a piece of wire. Chicago, Illinois, October 24, 2014. Motivated by political opposition, vandals broke into a church of an activist pastor late on Friday night. Damage included shattered glass, breaking a donation box, and stealing $8,000. Yikes. The rampage was preceded by hate messages and threatening calls. Uh, Queens, New York City, New York, uh, December 5th, 2021. A church treasurer arrived at a church early Sunday morning to find the, gla uh, find the glass paneled front doors shattered. Apparently a large rock from landscaping was used. No larceny was discovered and no hate messages were received, so the motive is unknown. Uh, next one, Walsall, West Midlands County, England, September 1st, 2020. This story here, the reason we're talking about this story, even though it was in England, <clears throat> is because it's, it's, it's showing a trend that's starting and we're seeing it here in America too. A historic church in the market town of Walsall uh, was the target of an attempted break-in. The would-be burglars tried to pry the door open or break in it, so um, they couldn't break in, so a blowtorch was used to try to penetrate the thick, heavy wood. It started the wood burning, um, but it was only smol um, smoldering. It was still smoldering the next morning when the church warden arrived. He quickly quenched the burning fire. Burglars in the United Kingdom are increasingly using blow torches to break in by weakening the locks so they'll snap off. They also use them on hinges. Um, the use of blow torches ha has come to North America. So this is just something for you to be aware of. It's only a matter of time they're, they're going to be out there, out maybe at your church, using a blow torch to get in. Which brings up kind of something I talked about two weeks ago. When you get doors for your for your building and if you're going with metal which is usually the best material make sure that those doors have additional locking mechanisms like the hinges have the stud so even if they cut the hinge off they still can't get through um, but anyway that's just something for you to think about uh, before we continue I do want to remind you that we have this kind of new show notes thing going on so if you look in the description below you'll see there's two tags for show notes. One of those is just the weekly show notes. So when this video comes out, the show notes for this show will be below and you click it, you go there. The next week when we do a new show, those show notes change. So if you wanna get the show notes for this program, you have to get them very, very soon or you might miss out. The other link goes to our lessons learned from active shooters. Now that sticks around for an entire month or four weeks, more precisely. So you have a little bit more time to get those, but once again, it's limited time. If you don't get them right away, uh, you, you lost your opportunity. So make sure you jump down there and uh, get those as soon as possible. Okay, so what I wanna talk to you about is how doors and windows are what the military might refer to as a force multiplier. Now, a force of multipliers, any, in the military at least, means anything 
that um, makes, uh, that helps soldiers, helps the soldiers achieve their mission. And so a lot of times this is equipment. So a cruise served weapon, where that's some sort of weapon that requires more than one person to operate it. Oftentimes they're added to combat teams because it's a force multiplier. They can lay down much more firepower or they can drop artillery on people or you know mortars on people, that kind of stuff. It's, it's helping them become more successful in their mission. But ultimately, it still comes down to the soldiers, the boots on the ground. It always requires them. And so to give you another example, it might be something that helps them maneuver better. And so they can, if you can outmaneuver your enemy and you can flank them and you can do those things and you have something that helps you do that, maybe it's vehicles or something to that effect, that's a force multiplier because you're coming from every direction from their perspective. I hope that helps you out a little bit. Well, that's what doors and windows are at the church. We want them to be strong. We want them to be resistant to vandalism and or break-in. You know, that's the biggest thing. We want them to be sturdy and strong. However, it does not replace the need of the safety team. We still have to have boots on the ground um, as an example. We still need a safety team that's patrolling the building and patrolling the grounds. So the best way to actually protect your church from this kind of vandalism, burglary, and all that good stuff is actually personnel. It is somebody that's paying attention. So to put this kind of in military terms, where and how you use your safety team and your volunteers kind of to some extent mimics the military. So in the military, we have what are concern, uh, that are called OPs, that's observation um, post. I almost said observation position, but observation post. And what it is, is they'll take soldiers, group of soldiers, and then they'll set them out around the perimeter, beyond the perimeter of the base, in order to quietly, stealthily watch, listen, pay attention to what's going on. And the idea is if they spot enemy, then they alert the post, the post commander, you know, whatever, and now they're alert so they can get ready to respond to this enemy attack. Our version of that in safety ministries is actually the parking lot and grounds people. People walk, checking the parking lot, walking through, make sure we don't have a suspicious person sitting out there. Or we're also walking around the building itself to ensure that somebody isn't on the backside doing something they're not supposed to. We reported um, a while ago, it's been a long time, where a church garage was left unsecure and during services somebody pulled up with a truck and stole a bunch of stuff out of the garage while services were going on and of course that happened because they didn't have anyone outside in the parking lot paying attention to the facilities. A lot of active shooters also start outside and sometimes they're seen minutes a long time before they even get out of their vehicle. We had one where the guy gets out of the vehicle, he's sitting there for a while, gets out of his vehicle, he takes out a rifle and other stuff and then approaches the church. So if somebody were out there and saw him sitting there and then certainly once they pop the trunk open and he started pulling out weapons, you know, there would be an alert that's your OP alerting everybody else to go. The next thing is your perimeter guard, if you will. The, and so in 
in the military, this would kind of be like your gate guards or your people in the towers that are there along the perimeter watching for the approach of any enemy. In church situation, that's kind of like your door greeters. We talk in our last email and our last program, and I've said this a lot, is that those, if we keep our doors always locked, and then just monitored so somebody can, a greeter, letting people in and out, they can stay locked and you can really go into a lockout very quickly. And so that's kind of what we need. We need door greeters that are gonna be working those doors that are trained in spotting suspicious behavior. They're comfortable with using a radio so they can get on there if there's an emergency to call and get help and get the right people there. So that's kind of our gate guards, our door greeters watching all that. The next thing is, is our interior guard. So this is, this is your patrol. This is people inside the building that are walking down those hallways, those back areas, those unused classrooms, checking all that kind of stuff out. Also being in activity areas. Once again, watching in order to respond to any suspicious behavior or emergency inside. So that's that's like, that would be the gold standard. If your team was large enough, you would have your OP, you would have your parking lot and grounds patrol. You would have your people working the doors that are open and monitoring them and letting people in and out and watching what's going on there. And then you would have people on patrol. Now, that's probably more of a team than any of us could ever hope to have unless you're a very big team for whatever reason. You're very lucky to have a large team. Uh, but anyway, that's personnel doing the work. Now, there are force multipliers that can help out. Not only strong windows and doors, but also a camera system. So now you imagine this, how many people you have working to cover all the grounds. If you have a camera system with good external cameras that are watching the parking lot and the sides of the building, the way, what makes that a force multiplier is now you could have basically one person sitting in a, can, in a booth with monitors and watching all sides of the building. And they can see that somebody's messing around in their car or sitting in their car. They have that technology, they have that ability and the way cameras have gone, they've not only gotten cheaper, but they've gotten higher definition. So if somebody's, you know, like I said, sitting in a vehicle, you can zoom in on them and you can see them. So exterior cameras are very good for monitoring activity around the building. In the same way, interior cameras can be used. So you could put cameras that watch or, or cover activity areas. So maybe this is your lobby. Maybe this is a hallway, back hallways, or hall, you know, just hallways throughout the building. Maybe this is also maybe your sanctuary, where you're watching the sanctuary. And once again, it's a force multiplier in that one person can sit there, monitor those cameras, and see what's going on. The other thing I want to say before we leave cameras is just how important it is to have identification cameras. Now, what I mean by that is this, is you have cameras that are posted inside all the main doorways pointed towards people coming in the building. And the idea here is those tend to be focused in a lot tighter. And so that way, as people come in, you get a good look at their face. And this helps law enforcement later identify who the bad actor was. So if later, let's say you just had activity cameras. 
somebody does something out in the parking lot. Let's say it's vandalism. And then they come into the church and maybe they cause, and or they cause problems somewhere else in the church. Well, while we can see, hey, it was a guy wearing a red jacket the whole time, you know, we don't have a good view of their face, so we can't identify them so they can be arrested and prosecuted. And so that's what's key about all that. So maybe you've noticed this at stores. You go in and there'll be like a screen and it'll show your face. I mean, it's a pretty close up of you walking in through the front door and it'll have a sign, these premises are monitored by a camera. And that's the ID. That's the ID camera getting a good look at you. And so then later, if you go down aisle five and you know still steal a candy bar, they can say, well, this is him. This is what he looks like and a clear picture of him. And now here, even though we don't have a picture of his face, it's still the same red jacket, the same guy. You can see it's him and he's stealing the candy bar. I hope that kind of helps you out. So cameras become a force multiplier in the same way that doors and windows become a force multiplier, especially in that active shooter scenario, right? You can't be everywhere all the time. And if there's a threat outside and somebody's breaking in, we wanna slow him down so your team can maneuver to that position quickly to, in order to prevent them from entering. So it's a force multiplier because you get that, your maneuverability and your ability to set up is quicker. The next thing is this, is we all know that we can't be at the church 24 hours a day. Very few churches can afford to have a security guard on premise all night long. It's, it's probably not gonna happen for the vast majority of us. And that's where a good alarm system comes in. A good alarm system, basically what we're doing is we're taking, we're transferring the personnel, the soldiers, if you will, were transferring that responsibility to a monitored company. Now, alarm system has to be monitored. If you just have something that makes a lot of noise, there could be a deterrence in that. And if that's all you can get, I guess that's better than nothing. But really, you want a monitored system. So the alarm goes off. Um, a, a lot of these companies, some of them will connect into your own cameras. If it's two different systems, maybe they won't be able to do that. But even so, alarm is set off. They contact the point of contact. Maybe that's you, you can jump on. This is where your cameras are backed up by the alarm system. You can look at the cameras and say, yeah, there's a guy walking through the north hallway or whatnot. Um, and so, and that always increases the response time for police. Um, if you don't already know this, a lot of false alarms come in at businesses, they come in at houses, it happens all the time. And because responding code, meaning driving fast with lights and sirens, um, actually puts other people at risk, not only the police officer, but anyone that happens to be on the road at the same time, for a lot of alarms, because they're false, officers tend to just drive the speed limit and they just drive carefully and it's no big rush. However, if it says, hey, there's an alarm at ABC Church and it's backed up by, we had phone contact with you know John Smith from the church and he says there is in fact somebody in the North Hallway, he's watching them on camera right now. That's a different response. You know, We said the same thing about fire. You know, fire alarm goes off. Make sure you still call them and let them know, yes, it is actually a fire. <laughs> Something's actually, and that's gonna change the how fast the fire engine gets there. So anyway, so I hope you kind of understand how 
Doors and windows are force multipliers. They allow the safety team to be more successful from everything from active shooters and just preventing burglaries and those types of things. The cameras, they take the place of the safety team to some extent, right? Because now one person can monitor those cameras and see what's going on. And they can cover all sides of the building. They can cover those activity areas, large activity areas in the church. Um, and then finally, the alarm system comes in for when nobody else is there to let you know that something's going on so cameras can be looked. And so personnel, in this case, probably the fire department or law enforcement can respond and do what they need to do to get boots on the ground, if you will. So I hope this all helps you. Once again, I'm going to encourage you to take a look at the article. It covers doors and windows. So if you listen to my last podcast, maybe you don't want to check it out. But for the most part, always check out the articles because Wesley goes one way and I go the other. So make sure you read those, get a fuller picture and more comprehensive understanding of uh, what we're offering here as far as information. Other than that, um, as of today, let's see um, if I'm getting all my dates correct. So this comes out on Monday which is going to be 26th, 27th, 28th. Well, let me just say this. Um, something, something special is, is going to happen. So if you've been waiting to enroll, um, be looking for it because um, something special is about to happen. How do I say that without saying it? Anyway, so be looking for something. And other than that, if you like this video, please like, comment, you know, share it. Uh, you know, let's let's have a conversation in the comment section for you that have started to respond and at least saying thank you. That's just awesome. It's encouraging. Makes me feel good. The other thing is this: is it <clears throat> it helps get the information out there. And so right now we're we have about two thousand people, a little bit better than two thousand people that are subscribed to our channel. Thank you if you subscribe to our channel and maybe even click the notification so you never miss one of the videos that we put out. Thank you so much for that. But, you know, I'd like to see that more, right? I mean, we're 50 states. We're, what, 300 million people or something like that. And a lot of those are good church-going people that uh, need to keep their churches secure. And this is just a great way, I think, of learning stuff. So, anyway, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week. And, hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.